0: This is E2B, Energy to Business, a podcast by OPPORTUNE, where we bring you in-house expertise that serves all energy sectors. We examine emerging financial and technology trends and provide a broad perspective on ways to stay ahead, create opportunities, and execute market strategies. Hello and welcome to E2B, Energy to Business, a podcast by OPPORTUNE. I'm your host today, Tyler Kern. Thank you so much for joining me. Today's podcast, we are going to discuss Salesforce in energy. And joining me today to talk about all of these sorts of things, our subject matter expert today is John Freeman. He's Director in Process and Technology for OPPORTUNE. John, thank you so much for joining me.
1: Uh, Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. So, John, let's start off here. What are some areas that Salesforce can be implemented within an oil and gas company?
1: Yeah, that's that's a pretty big question. It's um, the uses for Salesforce and oil and gas are kind of growing all the time. Uh, I think most people could would readily see that how it can be used in downstream companies with all the refined products that they have and the sales teams and the marketing teams that they have. So uh, that is that is like in the sweet spot for Salesforce, but. There's also a a large, there's a gaining traction in um, Upstream for some products that are Salesforce products, Field Service Lightning, but also uh, the use of their platform. And that's it. They use it kind of as a development environment. And I've seen people create things like uh, supplier relationship management in that space. I've seen um, mineral rights management. Stakeholder management is is another thing that's been used, essentially anywhere where you need to uh, try to get your hands around a complex business process, anywhere that they're using lots of spreadsheets and access databases and things like that. So that's... uh, that's where you would see it in the upstream and the midstream would be around things like contract management. We're seeing a lot of that, setting up tariffs, interacting with shippers, setting up nominations on your pipelines and things of that nature. So those are the types or the examples um, that we've seen. And but like I said, they're growing all the time. There's like new ones every week, it seems like.
0: No, absolutely, and, and and you're right. Those are there are a lot of examples and a lot of different areas where Salesforce can be implemented and have an impact. So, how have you seen Salesforce be successfully implemented to deliver business process transformations that that make a difference? So, just from your experience, what have you seen that's really made an impact for for oil and gas companies?
1: How it's implemented, I think I've seen kind of a two recurring approaches um, in my experience. I'm sure you know there's a million different ways, but let's call call one of them top down and the other one bottom up, for instance. And the top down approach typically takes a broad overview of the organization and attempts to apply like new and progressive technologies. Uh, it's very holistic, um, and the, and then they apply it in a, like kind of an organized, cohesive. It's it's methodical um, and. It, I've seen uh, multiple projects like that uh, be successful. Now, you know, there are some challenges you can, when you're going big scale like that, you can miss the mark a little bit. And th- those projects can be susceptible to kind of getting up a little bit out of control. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's could be because of some kind of legacy ERP project management methodologies that hang around a lot. But um, so that's one way kind of the top down. The second way that I've I've seen Salesforce um, implemented is more of a bottom up approach and, those have a tendency to be uh, a little bit more uh, organic. Uh, from time to time, you'll see them actually started by the business themselves. For instance, I've seen a major Salesforce user that has done, you know, multiple projects in Salesforce, and the way that it originated in the organization was there was a manager who wanted to change how he was managing his processes, he wanted a system, and didn't want to wait, and so he went and put it on his credit card. And he built out, uh, started using the system just on on the backs of that. And it grew to be a system that uh, they did 40 projects over the course of about three or four years. So that's another way that I've seen it and uh, implemented is just kind of organically uh, and small and then it grows.
0: Do you have an opinion, I suppose, on which... Methodology works better. Is is there a better way to go about implementing Salesforce? Or is it just about getting it into the workflow and finding the different efficiencies that it can create for your particular company?
1: I'll go back to kind of the, the approach that that we're just talking about. I, I don't know that there's a, a, a better way. I mean, they're susceptible to different kind of risks and and also you know can take advantage of different kinds of opportunities. I do know my favorite way is to start the small. This is by starting small and identifying something that is really valuable. Um, like find a labor intensive process or a process that requires a a lot of back and forth and and then building a targeted app that really makes a big difference quickly. I think that's my favorite way. And the reason why is because doing it that way, um, it has the effect of making other groups want to adopt the technology as well because Mm -hmm. they see such a, see such a profound change, right? They see people's jobs get easier. They see the work get better. And, and they want to do it too. And then when you start doing that multiple times, I kind of, feel, I kind of, in my mind, it's like popcorn, these pieces of popcorn start popping off. Uh, now you're starting to get yourself an atmosphere of innovation, right? Where people are thinking about ways, you know, one cubicle down going, man, that guy, his job's a lot easier now because they adopted that. How can I do it? And there's this really excellent uh, use case of a large oil and gas company actually formalizing that process. And, um, you know, it's kind of a, industry term, uh, it's nothing new called citizen development, but they formalized a way to enable that process. And when you hear about it and they present about it from time to time, it's very exciting. You understand how that does create an environment of uh, innovation.
0: Absolutely. So tell me a little bit more about how creating these efficiencies and these workflows and utilizing Salesforce can really pay off in a way that, that shows an ROI for these oil and gas companies. Is it time saved? Is it opportunities, marketing, things along those lines? What are some ways that you've really see this, seen this pay off in a way that uh, that is tangible when it comes to the return on investment?
1: You know, to me, at the end of the day, transformation is about um, increasing and maintaining outputs of a process while lowering the associated costs, right? And so platforms that digitize work processes are great for organizing uh, work, laying in things like collaboration, workflow, escalations, creating transparency and accountability. All of those things help uh, improve uh, your outputs for your inputs. Perhaps an I think an underappreciated element is uh, is the data that's created to digitize these activities, right? So now, in most organizations, you have reams of data coming from your assets, right? Uh, especially oil and gas. We have data coming from the field. We have data coming from pipelines and you know compressors and all this kind of stuff. and it's we've got all this nice and neat time series data, and we love that. But we really don't have as much data coming from how do our work what's going on with our work processes, what's going on with our people? and to to me, I think one that we're going to see in the future, one of the things that is going to prove to be valuable is the building out of the picture of data of an organization. So now I've got my you know, my kind of internet of things, and then I kind of have my internet of people, and I have digitized all those work processes, I can combine them with my asset-related data and perhaps run a more complete um, you know picture and, and perform more advanced analytics around that data set because it's a more complete picture.
0: Absolutely, data is absolutely key in today's uh, in today's day and age and in running successful businesses, especially in oil and gas, just having that data, having a more complete picture and a well more well-rounded analytic view of uh, the entire company I think is is absolutely vital. So uh, when, when you're having these conversations, John, and, and talking to people about Salesforce, what are some of the common objections you hear about implementing Salesforce and how do you respond to those objections that that you hear?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think the hardest thing is maybe not an objection. And I, and I will get to objections because Salesforce isn't the right tool for every problem. Mm-hmm. But um, I think the biggest thing I run into uh, is I have to turn a lot of light bulbs on. Let's put it that way. You're coming to me as a midstream pipeline operator and you want to talk to me about Salesforce? How, how is that gonna help me in, in my business, right? And so it's, it's an educational process. Uh, I've been specifically in, this, in oil and gas and Salesforce for the last four years. And I spent a lot of time kind of walking people through, you know, how it works, why it makes sense, what's the best applications for the technology. So that's probably the biggest hurdle, right? And then, and then some of the other things that we probably deal with from an objection standpoint is it's just, it's a new technology uh, stack. To their organization right now, that that's tough, right? Nobody wants any increased spend and and all those types of things. So we we get that objection from time to time. Let me think, what else? That's probably the biggest things that I run into mm-hmm. right there. Could probably think about a lot, but I, I spend my time more of my time thinking about why people you know should should use it. <laughs> Be, I'm more of an evangelist than necessarily like an objection handler. Yeah,
0: exactly. More, more of an optimist in this, in this particular view. Uh, yeah. so, so, John, if you, had to, if you had to simplify and maybe summarize the benefits of Salesforce as you see it for an oil and gas company, how would you do that? If you were to summarize it or distill it down, what would you say the primary benefits are and, and, and why it's smart to implement something like Salesforce?
1: Yeah, I mean, to me, it goes back, to, you know, to a couple of questions ago when we were talking about what transformation uh, really looks like, and I believe that part of transformation, there has to be a belief that you you can do your business significantly better than what you're doing it, it right now. You can either maintain your outputs or improve your outputs by um, significantly reducing. You know, uh, I guess a better way to say it is. You can you can maintain or increase your outputs while it's simultaneously um, decreasing the, the things required to support them, and you can focus on more important parts of your business, for instance, like data and, and analyzing that data and understanding insights there. So, the driving kind of benefit for me, or summarizing, is digitizing your work process, being able to understand all the things that you do to run your business from the people side and the, the asset side, and getting a clear picture of what that looks like. That's how I would summarize it.
0: Absolutely. Well, John Freeman, Director in Process and Technology for Opportune. Thank you so much for joining me today and speaking about the benefits of Salesforce for oil and gas companies and how they can be implemented.
1: Thanks, Tyler. It was nice talking to you.
0: Absolutely. And everybody, thank you for tuning in to E2B Energy to Business, a podcast by Opportune. Of course, if you want more information, make sure to listen to all of the episodes of the podcast. And you can do that by subscribing on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Uh, You can also go to the Opportune website, opportune.com, pretty easy to remember. There you can find out more about what they offer, their various services, and learn a little bit more about who they are as a company, as well as find more podcast episodes there as well. And of course, we'll be back soon with more episodes of the podcast. But until then, I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. Thanks for listening.